Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, COS supporters. Welcome back to another episode of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff, and I will be your host for this episode. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, the lovely, wonderful Rita Peters, who is also the Senior Vice President of Legislative Affairs. Rita, it's a pleasure to be back with you. How are you? I'm great, Andrew. I'm really excited about our guest today. I know I say that a lot, but I'm really excited. And also, you know, I'm always curious to know who's actually watching our program and where they're from, right? It'd be nice to know who we're talking to. Yeah, I'd love to know where our guests are coming in from as well. You can always drop a comment. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we'd also love it if you go right now uh, to our social media platforms. You can follow us on uh, Rumble, MeWe, Twitter. Send out a like, a share. That's how we grow this program, by sharing um, to our Convention of State supporters. Um, we need to get the word out about Article 5. It's a very important thing that we need to share, and it's... Uh, you people out there, our um, our guests who helped spread this uh, this news about Article 5. So today is our 200th episode. We have a great guest, as Rita alluded to. So we're going to be talking to none other than our fearless leader, the president and co-founder of Convention of States, Mark Meckler. We have a great interview with him lined up. We're going to ask him some really thought-provoking questions. We've got a few funny ones in there as well. So stay tuned for that. We also have our, our COS field reports. We're bringing that back, and we're going to get a very nice report from our Kansas team. But before we get to all of that, we have our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Rita. Boy, every single time I come on, I can't help but get even more excited than the last one because the guests are always incredible. Having Mark Meckler on this broadcast will be incredible. There's so much to talk about. There's so much passion. There's so much growth. And what's happening is Convention of States is becoming very, very real right now. And I'm glad to be here because not only do I get to have some fun with you guys and share a fun trivia thing giveaway, what I'm wearing right here, a Faith Over Fear t-shirt to the person that can answer our question. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be vying for this shirt. It's one of my favorite shirts, Faith Over Fear, which I absolutely love because that's really what it's all about. The more faith, the less fear. And you can advertise that and have COS right on the shoulder and, and have a great way to be able to start sharing convention states with anybody. So this is a big week. For a lot of reasons, but there's two milestones that I want to mention right now. The first one is it is the two year anniversary this week of 15 days to flatten the curve. That's right, the two year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve. Sad to say, but here it is. You're probably shaking your head, going, Oh, yeah, I remember that. That just didn't turn out to be. But anyway, our trivia question is based on the other milestone that happened during this time, this month, way back in 1947. And it is the anniversary of the proposed 22nd Amendment to the Constitution. 22nd Amendment to the Constitution. Now, I remember the 22nd Amendment to the Constitution because 
of the twos. How's that for a little uh, a little spoiler? But the question, of course, is what is the 22nd Amendment to the Constitution? What was it for? And that is my question. I'll be back later in the show to give you the answer. And hopefully you're the guy that won the shirt. If you didn't win, or the gal. If you didn't win the shirt, go to shopconventionestates.com right now. we got some items on sale. And people are getting these shirts. We have I think about eight other shirts as well. So you're bound to find something you like there. So go to shopconventionofstates.com and pick up something that can get the conversation going when you wear it. Now, back to you, Andrew and Rita. Well, we have got another edition of our COS Field Reports. We're going to have a exclusive interview with Mark Meckler in just a few minutes, but we'd like to bring this back because there's a lot of uh, things going around, a lot of news at Convention of States. We're going to highlight the Kansas team right now. A couple of weeks ago, the Kansas House voted 76 to 34 on our resolution. That was a bit short, though, unfortunately, uh, because of the high requirement to get passed in Kansas. Uh, but that hasn't slowed the Kansas team down at all. We're going to show you some scenes from how they continue to build support across the great state of Kansas, doing town halls and activating people um, in the state. So we're going to go over to the Kansas team for another field reports. That's a legal way to do it. We have to have 34 states. So they met, the founders made it pretty hard to do this. So people who worry about a runaway convention or, oh my God, they're going to take away your second amendment. We've got 17 states on board. Nebraska was the last one that passed their application a few weeks ago. Until we get term limits, we're buried. Exactly. It don't matter if you're yeah. Democrats or Republicans. Yeah. We're stuck. Did you sign the petition? Sure. Would you both do it? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Here. Why don't you grab this one since it's almost completed? Let's start at the beginning. What was the first thing that happened? Citizens. Citizens get together, like we are tonight, limit their terms of office, imposing physical restraint and limiting their power and jurisdiction. It's the language is imperative. They shall call a convention. This is this is what we've been doing now since uh, 2014. Our objective is to have an impact on the nation in a positive way that creates an environment where people are engaged in government. Again, we have a culture of self-governance and limit the power of our government. Let's. Let's make our families and our counties and our states more involved. Joining us today for our 200th episode is our head muckety-muck at Convention of States. He's also our fearless leader. He is the president and co-founder of Convention of States. We have Mark Meckler. Mark, thank you for joining us today. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. How are you? I'm really glad to be with you guys and, and very excited. I can't believe 200 episodes in the can. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a lot of fun questions to get to today. They're very, very important. But first, I think the most important question we're going to ask you today, and be honest, we have a photo of you. Is uh -oh. is this actually you right here? And what's with the quote? And is that your home gym? What is that? Okay, yes, that is me. And that's just a true quote, right? It doesn't matter who's in charge of the federal government, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, they're never going to give up their power on their own. Because the truth is, that's what politicians do. That's what humans do. Once you get power, you don't want to let go of that power. That is a picture in the home gym. That's kind of, you know, some people have a man cave. They sit around, smoke cigars or whatever. 
for me, I get my headspace by going out to the gym in the garage. That was built during the pandemic when things were going crazy. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to go to the gym. So I bought a bunch of equipment and set it up in the garage. And I spend as much time out there as I can with really loud music or listening to Ben Shapiro. <laughs> well, Mark, okay. let's... Have you always been lifting then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been lifting literally since I was 13 years old. I started in a gym near my junior high school. And so it's a lifetime passion for me. And now I just turned 60 last week. So uh, being able to continue to lift, to me, it's just a blessing. Okay, guys, that's enough gym talk. Let's get down to business here. <laughs> Mark, we've had some big victories this year. Chambers in five states have passed the resolution. Three states are completely in this year. South Carolina could be the fourth for this year already and number 19 overall. Of those victories this year, so Wisconsin, Nebraska, and West Virginia, was there one that surprised you the most? Oh, man. Uh, I would say Wisconsin was the least surprising. I feel like we've been on a path there. And, and that doesn't mean the least credit to those people. I mean, they've been working so hard, and I've been there a whole bunch of times. And so, but I was not surprised by that. I felt like we had that pretty set up with hard work, especially getting through the Senate at the very end, the last couple of votes we had to pick up. I would say that uh, Nebraska, in a way, what might be the most surprising, I'm going to say Mike, because I want to talk about West Virginia. Nebraska, it really required some maneuvering, and really not by us, to be fair. It was by our incredible sponsor, Senator Halloran. There were some procedural maneuvers that had to be made at the end of last year. And, you know, there was a call that I made probably – a week or 10 days before it passed. And I spoke to the governor of Nebraska, who I know fairly well. I would consider him a friend, politically speaking. And he was pretty angry <laughs> and said, your bill is dead and it's not going to pass. And I don't know what Senator Halloran thinks, but it's dead for the year. And I finally calmed him down, but he was pretty sure it was dead. So yeah, I would say when Halloran revived it and got it across the finish line, that was surprising and incredible. Halloran deserves a medal for that one. Certainly a purple heart for taking some of the shots that he took. <laughs> and, and then finally, West Virginia, not so much surprising. I mean, honestly, West Virginia should have happened last year. We had a real bad problem that happened to us in the last minute that we felt kind of betrayed by the speaker. And so I felt like it should have happened last year. So surprise might not be the right word, but I was really nervous about it until it actually happened. I was there the week before passage testified in committee, came out of committee, went to the floor, just really didn't know what was going to happen on the floor because the floor was such a disaster last year. So I wouldn't say it was a surprise, but I would say it was a nail biter. For sure. And it was a surprise to see it go so quickly to the Senate. Yeah. I was told that the Senate president came over to the House chamber, took the bill from the speaker's desk, walked it himself over to the Senate and it was passed within an hour. So that was pretty amazing and surprising. Mark, people often say, and I think we've heard this even this year in some legislatures, people say there are no Madisons, Jeffersons, or Adams anymore. It's actually one of the excuses they use why we shouldn't do this convention of states thing because we don't have good people anymore. We don't have statesmen. But we have seen some tremendous statesmen in various legislatures. And 
you won't ever hear about them on the national news, but they are making a huge difference. Which state legislator has impressed you the most in the past year? Uh, that's got to be Halloran. I mean, and, and the reason I say that, Senator Halloran in Nebraska, he took personal pain to make this happen. It was not good for him politically, but he believed in it so much he was willing to take the pain. Uh, last year, coming out of session in order to set it up for passage, uh, he had to do some legislative horse trading. It really angered some people in the legislature, really angered the governor, and he just didn't care. And I, I don't mean he didn't care in that he was cavalier about it. It's that he said, this is important enough. This fight for America is important enough that I'm going to stand. I'm going to walk up to the front line. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to take the slings and arrows. And so it's twofold. One, he understood the procedure well enough to know how to get it done. And number two, he was willing to take personal pain to make it happen. So he was also our legislator of the year last year. So maybe it's a two for maybe he gets it two in a row. <laughs> He's mm. awesome. Mm -hmm. And Mark, you travel a lot for convention of states. You go to rallies all across the country. You go to uh, testimony and you give expert testimony in uh, state legislatures during hearings. Um, but you also have a lot of media hits. You've been featured on Fox and Friends, Newsmax, Young Turks, Life, Liberty and Levin, Glenn Beck, the Sean Hannity show. And there's just numerous print uh, media that you have been featured on as well. Um, what has been the most memorable um, media interview that you've had and why? Yeah, I would say the most memorable of all time was being on um, Life, Liberty, and Levin. And there's a couple of reasons. One is Mark Levin's a personal hero. He's the, I would describe him as the intellectual father, perhaps, of, of the movement because he wrote the book, Liberty Amendments. I consider him a personal friend. I mean, he's, he's been a mentor and so helpful to us. And then it, it was really special, too, to be in studio with him. I've done that twice. To be there with him, with Tom Coburn, that's a really special memory for me, you know, as Tom was approaching the end of his life to get a chance to do that interview with Tom, who I consider the greatest modern statesman in the United States. And then there was one last thing, which is I had my daughter Lucy with me. So that was a really cool experience. And producer G was there. And for those of you who know producer G, I have to say producer G is kind of very level, right? Like it does, he doesn't get super excited. He doesn't get upset. Not that you can see. He had an ear-to-ear -ear grin during all of that, and he was filming a bunch of B-roll. I've never seen him that excited, and so I'll never forget how excited Producer G got. <laughs> we love Producer G. He's the best. Well, Mark, over the years, we have seen some impressive opponents to Convention of States. And I say impressive not because their arguments are impressive, but it's their imagination that is yeah. so impressive. They come up with these bizarre conspiracy theories. So I want to know, what is your Mount Rushmore, so top four, no particular order, of anti-constitutionalism? Oh okay, so it's hard to name number one, but I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say number one is uh, Publius Hulda. <laughs> and <laughs> Joanna Martin, Joanna Scutari, she uses multiple names. And I say that for a number of reasons. Number one, it's just her personal background. And so if you look her up on Ballotpedia, which is an independent place, you can find an article on her. What you'll find out is that she's married to a guy 
who she met while he was in prison and he was in prison for helping his brother who was on the lamb who had killed a Jewish talk show host in Denver. So because he's a white supremacist and headed a white supremacist organization. So you have a woman with ties to white supremacy who tries to hide her identity, who goes by Joanna Martin and Publius Tolda because Frank Scutari was her husband who she met while he was in prison, handled his divorce or something. I mean, it's just weird. Okay. So first of all, no qualifications and should be disqualified. The, the idea that any group or any legislator would allow her to come in and talk or testify is outrageous. And then when she comes in to testify, the most memorable testimony I ever saw from her was in Missouri. We were going head to head. We agreed to each take half an hour. She was about 35 minutes in and our team was kind of going crazy. Like it's not fair. She has too much time. And why is she getting all this time? They're whispering this to me. And I was saying, please let her go. <laughs> She's doing an awesome job. She said that we we're part of a worldwide conspiracy to erase the United States and create a North American union, a new country out of Mexico and Canada. It was apparently hatched by George Bush, and the prime minister uh, of Canada and the president of Mexico at the time on his ranch in Crawford, Texas. I mean, it was it was outrageous. And the best part was when it was all over, I said very little, honestly, and when it was all over, legislators approached me on the floor. They came off the dais to talk to me. The first one said, did you pay her? <laughs> because if you didn't, you should. And you should pay her everywhere. And the second one said, I was really relieved because she blamed everybody but the aliens. So <laughs> Joanna Scutari is number one for sure. Number two, I would say, uh, has got to be Robert Brown of the JBS. Robert Brown uh, credentials himself, and I'm just going to quote him. Uh, when asked in South Dakota in a committee hearing, I didn't hear your credentials, sir. Can you, t can you tell me what your qualifications are? He said, I have no qualifications except for I can read. So I, I don't know if that's the bar, then I guess we're all experts on Article 5 and pretty much everything else in the world. So, and he's just kind of, he's a lunatic. I guess, I don't know exactly what he is. He's a house painter. He's a bicycle mechanic. Uh, I've heard he's an insurance salesman. So he's a jack of all trades I would say the most important part to say is master of none, certainly not Article 5. One of the most dishonest people you'll ever see out there testify about Article 5. And most recently, captured on video repeatedly, and even with me asking him personally, repeatedly saying that you, all of you, followers of a convention of states, supporters of a convention of states, are like Nazis. And when I questioned him on it, I said maybe like, because he was saying we use the big line, maybe like Goebbels. He said, no, more like Hitler. So, you know, when you got opponents like this, yeah, you know, enemies like that, who needs friends, right? Or something <laughs> like that. Isn't that the opposite of how that saying goes? <laughs> so I would say those are the top two. Uh, I'd put in the top four has to be a gal by the name of Judy Kaler. And she's from my hometown of Grass Valley, California. She has zero qualifications for anything. If it's possible to be less qualified than Robert Brown, I would say she is because I'm not sure she could read well or at all. Uh, and so she actually got pretty much kicked out of most of the Tea Party meetings when I was in the Tea Party. The groups locally would throw her out because she was just a nut job. And every now and then she shows up and remotely testifying in hearings around the country. Uh, and then I would say last, but certainly not least, happened most recently. Uh, I was in South Carolina testifying. A lot of you guys saw the testimony live online. And I think they call her Crazy Sherry. And she got up there and just rambled and hyperventilated and wept 
and yelled at the legislators. You can see that in my latest <laughs> testimony there in South Carolina. So, man, it's hard to name the top four because as I start to go through this in my head, there are so many people that get up and say so many crazy things. We never hear any actual rational arguments against Convention of States. It's so funny with mm. opponents like that. It's really hard to believe that any legislator would vote against COS. Well, um, you know what I would add, just lumping this all together, and this is really important to note, all of those people I just named, they stand in lockstep with George Soros, Common Cause, Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, Planned Parenthood, La Raza, MoveOn.org. They're making the same arguments as all these radical leftists. So you get everybody on the left, a few crazy people on the right, and boom, there are our opponents. Yep. Well, Mark, on a less serious note, inquiring minds want to know your Mount Rushmore of rock bands. So tell us your favorite rock bands. Oh, wow. I mean, so number one, like if you want to do the Desert Island band single album, it'd be Pink Floyd and it would be Dark Side of the Moon. That's my favorite. I could listen to that over and over. I've been listening to it since I was a kid. Uh, right up there at the very top would be Led Zeppelin, which is other than worship music or Ben Shapiro's my favorite workout music is Zeppelin. Uh, and then I get into more blues rock stuff, Almond Brothers, uh, Leonard Skinner, maybe Southern Rock. I'm a probably a you know 60s, 70s rocker. Good to know. The best kind of <laughs> rock there is. So uh, let's play a, another game. We uh, kind of move past the frustration of opponents into the uh, the rock band, which is so much more fun. But let's stay with this theme of kind of keeping it light. Um, let's play a game that we uh, took up from our good friends over at the Steve Day Show. Let's play buy, sell, or hold. So you can buy a statement, sell a statement, and if you decide to hold, that means you can't or don't want to answer the <laughs> statement. So let's do some low-hanging fruit first. So are you going to buy, sell, or hold? Monster is better than Red Bull. Sell, for sure. Sell deep. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was going to be your, your answer for that one. Okay, buy, sell, or hold. We will reach 22 states in 2022. For I know I've been predicting that. At this point, I'm going to hold on that one. Going to hold on that one. Okay, prudent answer. All right, here's the next buy, sell, or hold. When we get to convention, there will be at least five amendments proposed. I'm going to say that I would buy that one. You're going to buy that one. Okay. All right, next one. Inflation will continue as long as the federal government spends more than it takes in. I'm going to buy that one. going to buy that one. Sadly. Okay. Uh, next one. If if it weren't for the John Birch Society and Eagle Forum, would we have a balanced budget in America today? Buy I'm going to buy that one for sure. We were at 32 states before they weighed in on that. Okay, another John Birch Society and Eagle Forum one. If it weren't for John Birch Society and Eagle Forum, Nancy Pelosi would not be in office today. Buy, sell, or hold. I'm going to buy that one as well. I mean, I really can't see a productive thing, especially the John Birch Society that they've done since the 1960s. All right, this is the last one that I have. This is probably the best, most epic one I, we could possibly think of. Buy, sell, or hold. Will you ever debate Robert Brown? Uh, I guess that would be, that's a question. Will I ever, I mean, I would, I'd buy that. I'm, 
You will one day, you will one day debate. Robert oh no, Brown. I'm going to sell go. that. There's zero <laughs> chance. And by the way, I'll pay you to take it. That's how much I'm going to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to sell it uh, for cheaper than Absolutely. the monster. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Well, Mark, back to more serious matters. We have a big event coming up in October for Convention of States. And I know our viewers will be able to watch that. Tell us a little bit about that. Who's going to be speaking? Is that something you think our viewers will be interested in seeing? Yeah, I'm super excited about this because the summit, and this is important to note, is for leaders in Convention of States. And so I think this is incredible how much the organization has grown. These are people who are they're in the organization. They hold a qualified leadership position. They've been trained. They're in the fight. And we already have 400 of them registered for this event, October 6th to the 9th. I think now 435. Uh, 400 was our max. We've opened it up to more leaders because there was such demand. Uh, we have speaking now. Steve Dace is speaking. Uh, Pete Hegseth is speaking. I just confirmed that uh, Air, uh, Sorry, James O'Keefe will be opening on opening night with me, so I'm really excited about that. Mark Levin, I think so. I'm going to say I think so because I was on the radio with him about a week ago, and he sort of announced on air out of the blue. I'd invited him. He said, I don't know about that far in advance, but he said, now we're coming to that, aren't we? And so I said, well, I'll take that as your confirmation. So I think Mark Levin is going to be our headliner. I mean, it's just it's an incredible lineup. There's a whole bunch more. Uh, I'm really excited people will be able to watch it online as well. For me, the number one thing about those events is, is not even really who's on stage. I know people love that, and I love that too. But it's just hanging out with y'all, with activists in the field. I often sit in the lobby until midnight or 1 a.m. just chatting with people. To me, that's the very best part. It's the fellowship. It's the friendship. Those things are irreplaceable. And getting face-to-face -face after a couple of years not being able to do it, it's going to be a big deal. And you've had a you had a personal milestone recently. It was your birthday not too long ago. Can you tell us about how that went? <laughs> well, you can tell by the gray. And I'm getting old here. Must be thirty, yeah. right? That's very kind of you. You can tell he's paid by me to say stuff like that. So I turned <laughs> sixty, and you know I'm not like a lot of people. Like getting old doesn't bother me. I'm excited. It's better than the alternative, first of all. But I feel great. I'm excited to be doing what I love and what I'm passionate about. And I had an incredible birthday. I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. So just a great place to be with great folks pursuing the right thing, I think, in this country. This country needs revival. But then the staff did something really special for me, which is, and I had no idea this was coming. They made a 30-minute video for me. And it varied between making me weep and making me laugh because they roasted me pretty hard in addition to just testimonials. It was really incredible kind of trip down memory lane. A lot of folks have been with the organization a long time and really overwhelming to have to sit there and watch something 30 minutes aimed at saying happy birthday. I generally not a big birthday celebration guy. I kind of let them pass and it doesn't really matter to me that much. This one was really special and the staff really made it that way. That's great, Mark. Now, final round. This is rapid fire. First okay. question, what weird thing do you feel nostalgic for? Punk rock music. <laughs> okay. Favorite movie and how many times have you seen it? We'll take an estimate on that. Lion King, 10 times at least. Nice. 
what food? Real grown-up movie, I know. <laughs> we all love The Lion King. Come on. What food do you wish you were eating right now? Grits. Always grits. Nice. Southern guy. How do you keep yourself informed of current events? I obsessively watch the news on my computer, on my phone, and on my iPad blogs, uh, video stuff. And and number one, honestly, listening or listening to a podcast is Ben Shapiro and pretty much everybody at Daily Wire. Okay. Last question. Now that you are wise and distinguished, what is a parting piece of wisdom that you can share with us? I would say something that we do as an organization is that we try to remember that there are only three things that you can control in your life. And this has really been a big one for me. And I only learned this a few years ago. One of my mentors, Tim Dunn, taught this to me. He said, there are three things any of us can control in our lives. We can control what we do. We have absolute control over that. Nobody can make you do anything. We control who we trust. And for me, that begins with God. That's the starting place. But then you have your circle of trust, hopefully your spouse, kids, family, close friends. If you're blessed like I am, you have a pretty broad circle of trust. And then the last thing is, what is your attitude about what happens to you? We have absolute control over our attitude. Bad things will happen to all of us, unpredictable things, things we don't like. And the question really is, how do we deal with those things? And so if you have a good perspective, if you have the right perspective, which to me is God's in charge of all things and all things together for the good, it doesn't say all good things together for the good, it says all things, then that helps you deal with adversity. It helps you adjust on the fly to the things that happen. So remember three things you can control, what you do, who you trust, and what's your attitude about what happens to you. Mm, Thank you for those pearls of wisdom, Mark. Well, it's been a pleasure having you with us on our 200th episode, and we can't wait to have you back. Um, We should bring you back every 100th episode, (laughs) but we should certainly have you before the 300th episode. That would be great. But again, thank you for joining us. Hey, God bless you guys. Thanks for making it happen. I appreciate you. Love you guys. All right. Now it's time for us to go to our Article 5 trivia. Mike Ruthenberg has the answer. Mike, over to you. Well, did you like the show? I sure hope you did. And I I extra hope that you were anticipating the answer to this question because you knew it and you point your finger and say, I already knew that. And maybe you're the one that said, I knew that. And you're the one who won this cool faith over fear t-shirt. If you didn't win, I'm really sorry. It doesn't mean you didn't have the right answer, but it does mean that you can go to shopconventionofstates.com and get your own shirt. We have tons of shirts. They are wonderful tons of stuff for sale. Like I drink my tea all the time out of the activist fuel mug. One of my favorite mugs. I drink out of it pretty much every day and you can get whatever you want. Anyway, here's the question. First, the question is back this, this week is a milestone of the anniversary from way back when it was proposed in 1947, March 21st to be exact of the 22nd Amendment to the Constitution. What was that amendment? The answer, way back then, they were thinking about term limits. That's right. That is two terms on the presidents. That's how I remember it. 2-2, the 22nd Amendment, two terms for our president was proposed by two-thirds of Congress on March 21st, 1947, ratified after that by three-quarters of the states on February 27th. 
51. That's a while ago. Now, here's the question for you. Will Congress ever propose term limits using the first provision in Article 5 of the Constitution to impose term limits on itself? I'm not hearing a resounding yes. That's right, because they probably won't. That's why we are doing what we're doing. You probably hear a lot of that all over the place. And that's why the framers gave us the second provision of Article 5 to propose amendments through Article 5 to do things such as impose term limits. Now, a plurality, as a matter of fact, a supermajority of Americans support term limits for federally, effect, federally elected officials, for judges, bureaucrats. Can you imagine limiting out bureaucrats who likely would start running the place if we term limited out all of the federally elected officials? So term limits are generally a pretty good thing, and that is germane to our call for a convention of states. And that is the answer to our trivia question today. Thanks for being with me. Now I will turn it back over to Andrew and Rita to wrap this thing up. Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week because like you, we love America. What we don't love is what's being done to her by swamp monsters in Washington. This isn't how it's supposed to be. What we need is a real plan. The American founders knew this would happen, and they gave us a plan. In Article 5 of the Constitution, they inserted a fail-safe, a convention of states for proposing amendments to rein in federal tyranny. We're organizing where we, the people, have the advantage, in the states. The best part? Neither the president nor Congress can do a thing to stop us. The states are agreeing in advance to discuss amendment proposals on three topics, term limits, fiscal restraints on Congress, and limits on the size and scope of the federal government. This is a solution as big as our nation's problems. Join millions of liberty-loving patriots by signing and sharing the petition at conventionofstates.com. Then on conventionofstates.com, click the Take Action tab to volunteer and help us save America. After you've decided to volunteer and you've gone to the Take Action page, make sure that you're following us on social media as well. We're on Rumble, MeWe, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, Instagram, uh, we're on Getter, and we're also on TikTok. These are great places to help spread uh, the word about Convention of States. So go over there, follow us, share the COS content, like it. Um, if you'd like also to watch historic legacy content, including this show, you can watch it on the Convention of States podcast. Just search Convention of States wherever you podcast from. You can also text START to 54555. Again, that's START to 54555. If you want to get important COS news and messages, again, this is a great way to bypass big tech. Uh, check out the battle cry with our own COS uh, co-founder and president, Mark Meckler. It's on every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for another edition of COS Live. Remember, politics is not a spectator sport. If you really want to, if you want to win back the nation, it's gonna, it's time for you to get involved. It's time for you to get on the front lines. Thank you for joining us. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.